Hello and welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, we listened to Pastor David's sermon for Artisan Church, which is talking about discerning the will of God. Let's listen. Hi, Artisan Church. Pastor David here. So good to be with you this morning. Okay, we are going to study one central question. And the question is, how can I know God's will for my life? That's a big question, isn't it? And I bet it's one that we've all asked before, because from time to time, we have to make big life decisions. And we wonder, okay, do I go this way or do I go that way? Uh, Let me give you a couple of examples of, of some of these big life decisions that face each and every one of us. When you were in high school and you were thinking, what college should I attend or what should I do after high school? That's a big decision, isn't it? I mean, students spend countless hours, months, really, applying to all these different schools and then figuring out which ones they're accepted to, and then they need to decide which school is right for me. Or you might say, well, should I marry this person, right? We've been dating for a while. I like a whole lot about him or or her, but But is this person the one? Is this the one I want to spend the rest of my life with? That's a big decision. Or should I have two kids or three kids or no kids? It's a huge decision. Should I accept this job offer, even if it means moving my family? Or should I stay put in the community I'm in, even if it means taking less money? We all have times in our lives where we face these sorts of big decisions, and you have to decide which way am I going to go. And for many of us, we add another question to that. Because uh, we're Christians, we're trying to follow God through this life, and so the added question is, and, and what's God's will in this situation? Does God have a desire for me within these options that I'm picking from? Was it my way or God's way? Because ultimately, none of us want to go the wrong way. We all want to make decisions that that work out for us. We want to do God's will and follow God's direction. But the problem is, how do we figure that out? How do we figure out what God's will is? And even more than that, what happens if we make the wrong choice? I mean, we've had times in our lives where a big decision is in front of us, and we've prayed about it. We've talked with friends. We've gone to pastors to receive counsel and and wisdom, and we get to the point of having to make a choice, and we still don't feel like we've heard from God. We don't know which way God wants us to go, and so we just make a decision and hope that it works out for us. That's an uncomfortable feeling, isn't it? But how do we know if we picked the right job or married the right person or moved to the right city? Well, it turns out the Bible has a lot to say about God's will. Let me give you a couple of examples that are found in Scripture. So first comes from 1 Thessalonians. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
I love when the Bible is straightforward, don't you? I mean, you want to know what God's will is? All right. It's three things. Give thanks all the time, pray all the time, and rejoice all the time. You do those three things, and Paul in 1 Thessalonians says, this is God's will for you. But I dug deeper, because it's more than just that one verse that talks about God's will. Here's another example. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Now, the word sanctification is a long word that simply means being made holy. So God's will for you is to be made holy, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. Okay, so for those of you keeping score at home, so far God's will is to give thanks all the time, to pray all of the time, to rejoice all of the time, and to grow in holiness. You got all that? Okay, we're still not done. No, now from um, one of the Gospels, the Gospel of John, Jesus is talking, and Jesus says, for my Father's will. And Jesus often refers to God the Father as simply my Father. So for my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. So God's will is to give thanks all the time to pray all the time, to rejoice all the time, to grow in holiness, and to go to God the Father for salvation in our lives. I could keep going because the Bible says so much about what God's will is for our lives. But I wonder if you're beginning to realize that none of these statements speak directly to the big decisions that I named earlier, the big decisions that we face in life and wonder, what's God's will for me in this decision? In fact, all of these verses and the vast majority of verses in the Bible that speak about God's will don't talk about discovering God's will. They simply talk about doing God's will. You know, when you read Paul and the prophets, and most of the biblical authors, they're a lot less concerned about discovering what it is that God wants them to do. They feel like they've figured that out. Their concern is much more doing it, and how hard it is to actually do God's will in their lives. I mean, when I look through the Bible, and I read about how God interacts with his people, what I find is that they're a lot less concerned with what God wants for them in the future, and much more concerned with what God expects from them here in the present. So if we were to summarize what God's will is according to the Bible, I think we could say that it is God's will for you to seek to become more and more like Jesus in every avenue of your life. Through rejoicing, praying, giving thanks, seeking holiness, surrendering to God. These are all things on our journey of becoming more like Christ. And these are the exact things that the biblical authors lift up as God's will. So the Bible is is clear that God cares more about who we are becoming 
than where we live, who we marry, or even what we choose to do for a job. Now, some of us may ask, okay, but doesn't God have one specific path for my life? Doesn't God have one will saying, yeah, I want, you know, I created David, and I want David to marry this person. This is the one person, and I want David to do this job and to live in this city. As Christians, we sometimes hear this, right? That God's will is almost like a path that you're supposed to walk on, and God has laid out the whole path of your life, right? And so we, we think about this path, and it then becomes our job to figure out where that path is, and am I following the path that God has laid out for me through life? The problem with this approach is that it makes it seem like God is hiding something from us. I mean, doesn't it? It assumes that God knows what God wants you to do with your life, but God's not going to tell you. God's going to keep that from you and expect you to figure it out, to discover it in some way in your life. But the trouble we find over and over again in Scripture is that God's will, the path, is abundantly clear. God convincing his people to actually walk the path and to follow his will, that's where the challenge comes from. Let me give you an example. When I was graduating college, uh, I was engaged to who is now my wife, Sarah, and we were up for an adventure. And so we decided to apply all over the country. And we wanted to see where we ended up with similar opportunities. And that's where we were committed to moving. So we both went to a Presbyterian college in Spokane, Washington. So way up in Washington State. And my wife was looking for a master's program, either in psychology or public health. And at that point, I was interested in doing youth ministry in a church. So we applied all over. And as we started getting acceptances or rejections, we kind of narrowed down our list. And by the end, we had two opportunities that would have been really, really good for both of us. One of them was in Tampa, Florida, you know, all the way across the country. And the other was in Anchorage, Alaska. No joke. And we really thought either one of these could be good for us could be a good environment to live in, could be good for our job prospects and for our education. And so what we did was we went and interviewed and, and, and toured these places on back-to-back -back weekends during our senior year in March of that senior year. So we flew down to, to Florida, and it was 80 degrees, sunny the entire week. It was spring break weather. And we thought, oh, okay, this is what this would be like to live here. And then we flew up to Anchorage, Alaska. It snowed six inches, and I saw a moose walk across a downtown street. I mean, these opportunities could not have been more polar opposite. But they both seemed like good opportunities. Different, but good. And so we then got back and had to decide, which one of these does God want us to do? Which one of these places does God want us to live? What is God's will in this situation? Well, we ultimately 
chose to live in Tampa, but let me tell you what, what I truly believe, looking back on that situation. I truly believe that either one of those places could have been God's will for us, because the lo- location that we chose mattered a lot less than how we chose to live within that location. Uh, Here's what I mean. When you have two equally good options that you're choosing between, I believe we are called to choose the one that we believe will help us become more Christ-like, right? How many times were the scriptures pointing to God's will for us becoming more like Christ? And so if we seem on, on surface value to have two good options— well, then maybe we just have to decide, okay, which one will help me become more like Christ? Is there an environment in these that's going to help me become the person God wants me to be? And if they're equally, truly offering us both the same things, then God's going to do God's work in you in either location. And it doesn't really matter which one you choose. I mean, in our choice between Alaska and Florida, I am confident that God could have chosen or worked through either location to bring about his glory. And we ended up in Tampa and served the church beautifully for, for 10 years there. But if we would have ended up in Alaska, it's not as if God would have said, well, you chose wrong. You didn't find out my will. You're on your own now. No, instead, God would have still been working on us through that ongoing process of molding us and shaping us to become more like Christ, God still would have used any parts of our lives that we offered up to him as our offering in either location. The location that we chose, and, and even the vocation that we chose, mattered a lot less than nurturing God's desire for us to become more and more connected with the divine each and every day. The author Jerry Sitzer speaks of of this sort of reality when trying to determine what God's will is for you. You know, early in his life, he was debating, should he become a pastor or a doctor? And he was going bonkers trying to figure out, well, which one did God want him to become? And he writes in his book, he says, you know, I knew that neither profession— guaranteed that I would become a good person or serve a noble cause. How I functioned in either field of service would depend on the quality of my character, the depth of my conviction, and the degree of my competence, which are developed as we do our daily routines. I finally concluded that the choice of medicine or ministry was beside the point. For if I was not attentive, to the little choices I made every day, to be a diligent student, a kind husband, a disciplined Christian, then whichever path I chose would never lead to the kind of fruitfulness I really desired for my life. So what he was saying was his big decision of whether to become a pastor or a doctor, it wasn't actually the biggest decision of his life. The most important decision ended up being the little decisions that he made every day that informed the type of person that he was to become. I mean, the little decisions that affect your character, your convictions, 
the type of husband or or wife you'll be, the type of father or mother, the type of student, the type of Christ follower. These little decisions that are made every day, these are the decisions that we need to make sure are aligned with God's will. God's will informing us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. So God's will is more about your daily habits and choices than it is about your future options. So we come to the end and say, does God have a specific will for my life? And the answer is resounding yes. God's will for your life is for you to seek his kingdom and his righteousness in each and every facet of your life. That is God's will for you. And so, if you are, let's say, single, and you're, you're, you're worrying, you're stressing about finding the right person to eventually marry, is there a right person that God has set out for me? Well, I believe that there are actually many people that you could marry. The bigger question is, can you place God at the center of the relationship that you choose? For all those who are deciding on a career, or thinking about switching a career. Well, I'm here to say you don't have to find a specific career that God has laid out for your path. I believe that God wants Christians in all careers, right? Seeking his kingdom first as pastors and doctors, as teachers and businessmen. For those students out there, maybe high school students in your you're feeling stressed about what college, what school to attend, or what vocational school to attend. Well, I'm here to say that the more important task for you is to cultivate and create the daily habits and routines now that will help strengthen you and your faith when you live away from home. Yes, God has given us profound freedom in the ability to live and make choices in this world. And every choice can align with God's will, as long as they are choices that bring us nearer to being like Christ. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church Podcast. Have a great week.